Hi, this is Brian Kralowitz. I'm the Director of University Counseling Services, and this is our uh, Fall of 2009 podcast series. Uh, for this semester, and hopefully the year, we're going to be joined by Eric Nielsen, and uh, he is going to be kind of our social networking podcast guru of helping us kind of uh, hopefully. R- hopefully reach out and uh, kind of connect in the electronic world for my office. Uh, today's topic we're going to talk about is sexual assault, so I'm going to turn it on over to Eric and uh, begin our conversation. So, sexual assault, not a real easy thing to talk about, especially if you've been, you know, sexually assaulted, or, you know, sometimes if you don't know you've been assaulted. Yeah. So, um, you know, one of the key things about sexual assault is, I would think, really defining it and, you know, getting a sense of what sexual assault actually is, you know, what things can be defined as sexual assault, so things such as inappropriate touching, any kind of penetration, yep. that just sounds weird. Sex you say no to, rape. This is a rough first podcast for right, you, isn't it? Right. Sorry about that. <laughs> rape is just, that's that's a given. Attempted yeah. rape, that's another given. Child molestation, yeah, and it can be verbal or visual. visual. Yeah. yeah. So if um, there are any signs of anyone trying to do that to you, you'll, you'll pretty much know if someone's trying to rape you, but any signs of inappropriate touching, someone's stalking you, um, uh, you should seek help immediately, and um, don't be alone anywhere. Yeah. Well, we, we see on campus where I think the biggest sexual assault is, first off, is it, it tends to involve alcohol for both parties. And so that becomes real challenging. I know there's a, a big discussion on campus of... Um, of kind of like you know what happens if one person says I was drinking do they get they do they go through the conduct code element so that's a real big struggle part of it and a lot of times it's also like people don't sometimes remember fully what happened um, and that's a real challenge with sexual assault yeah the one thing you have to know with being um, involved with alcohol is always know your limits because then you'll be able to know you'll be able to you know have your memory know what went on. And you can probably be more responsible if you just know where your limits are. And if you set a limit and you're like, I don't want to drink that much. I don't want to be that involved. I'm going to be responsible or I'm still going to have fun. Yeah. And just that's that's just a simple kind of barrier you can put on yourself to um, prevent things such as that. Typically, and that you know, and, and that you know, sometimes even when with those issues that people really struggle with is that most sexual assaults occur with people that you are very well aware of. You actually probably are friends with them. You're connected to them. So a lot of times, people that you will even set boundaries and go, "Okay, I'm with these safe friends." That's where a lot of the sexual assaults that happen on our campus is pretty rare on our campus that we have the kind of the traditional rape. Um, where people think of like someone in the parking lot jumps out and grabs you and takes you away. Most of them tend to be with friends, and that's kind of a freaky thing to talk about. Yeah. I'm just kind of stunned that, that you said traditional rape. Like, yeah. Well, that's the, the, yeah, the yeah, stereotypical. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, you, should, you should always know who you're around, though, and know your surroundings, most of all, because if, you know, the per- if it is someone that you know that is going to rape you, then you don't want to be around that person too much and give them a sense that you actually want that to happen. Exactly. You, um, you know, know, let your friends know what, you know, what you kind of expect out of them and what you want from them before you do anything such as that. 
Yeah, and I think it, the weird thing I always talk about when I do sexual assault stuff is that we oftentimes give sexual assault information of the wrong group. We tend to give it to females. And that here we are, two males, talking yeah. about this. Um, is a really a weird concept that what? how do men help prevent rape? Because that's really where either by our own actions or how we're watching out for a situation, which is where I think we can really intercede. So how do we prevent rape from others or upon... Both. Okay. I mean, you know, because, I mean, a lot of times, you know, the one thing that is, you know, I, I saw a t-shirt the other day, and I haven't figured out how to make this into a slogan, but it was the, and I think it wasn't even for sexual assault, but I was like, I will listen to the base coach. <laughs> and so the idea that when someone says no or they change their mind, part of what happens is people will be engaged oftentimes in some sexual activity, you know, be it kissing or uh, fondling or whatever we want to, you know, it goes along. At some point, someone's like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's essential that people, everybody involved, go, okay, we're stopping here versus keeping it going. So for ourselves, it's that, that knowing of this means no and we stop versus does this mean like we're playing a game here? It's just stop type of thing. But I think for just being out in a party, just being aware of or, or seeing people in, a, in staircases and talking, everybody knows to walk across that awkward situation. You know, yeah. you got that, okay, they're, they're kind of in the <laughs> middle of something and right. they don't look very comfortable, but I sure as heck don't want to be here. <laughs> um, a lot of times those are our friends mm -hmm. and to stop by and, and to stay awkwardly when we shouldn't be staying around because that's where sometimes some of this stuff is kind of bizarrely taking place at some level or we're in a room and people are kind of like, like, what the heck is going on? I've got to get out of here type of thing. Right. So things to remember are like, no means no, yeah. and always, always no means no, and never, and if you're going to do anything like that, and you're not sure about the other person, ask. I mean, it's going to sound weird, but I mean, ask, it's better than... Yes. Yeah, it's a doesn't lot have to be incredibly what, bizarrely formal. Right. Like, do you mind if I touch your breasts? It doesn't have to be. Yeah. I mean, but people usually will have a sense of it. And it's, the responsibility of both parties to get a confirmation. That, you know, if if it's not just it's not just saying no means no. It's you have to get a yes. Right. This is okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't. It can be done in a, not in a, you know a horribly silly way of like, do you mind if I do this? It doesn't have to be asking every step, but it really comes down to the people being very open and saying, do you like this? Mm -hmm. You know, yes, that that's a confirmation that that would keep going type of thing. So, but being aware of that, so you're right. So making sure no means no and that you need a yes to go forward. Mm -hmm. And so the uh, question you asked earlier, how do males prevent yeah. rape and sexual assault? One thing is guys don't really leave themselves very appealing to the look, I guess. I, yeah, that's kind what of... What do you mean by that? I'm curious. Well, I mean... Guys really tend to not wear skimpy clothing. Yeah. And um, we kind yeah. of dress down, and we aren't we aren't eye candy for everyone else. Yes. And um, and you know we can prevent it by others from just you know just having a protective gaze over our friends and just just looking out for them. Yeah, and the one thing that I, I've had a discussion, and, and I'm old, so when I say this, I'm, I'm 20 years removed from this, but I remember very clearly in college, you kind of you kind of have like the, we're, we're very good about like making sure people don't drink and drive, yeah. but what we don't often do is, is make sure that there's kind of the the oversight security of the party. There is there is kind of the bouncer. Yeah. There is the, you know, I remember being very clearly at parties where people would come like, hey, what's going on between you two? And they were coming over because they knew something was kind of, you know, 
either like people were pretty drunk and they weren't making clear decisions and hey let's let's break this apart let's go do something different yeah. just to that then there wouldn't be that next day awkwardness if it wasn't sexual assault it was that people didn't hook up when they're yeah. like oh i didn't mean to do that there wouldn't be that tension yeah that people are like you know if you're really wanting to hook up hook up the next day when you're sober and mm-hmm. be aware of what's going on but there's a person that looked out for people they're looking out for their friends they're going hey they're kind of veering off from the group you know it was one of those things that everybody goes to a party comes back from the party together and so if a person's like no i'm gonna stay no they're not they're coming yeah. with you or you're staying there with them kind of making sure that things end up okay because i mean as you as people are if you're looking at the index of the recent couple issues of that there is a lot of sexual assault stuff going on campus and our office was very very aware of more that doesn't get reported um that people choose not to go pursue in terms of um um, you know uh, the conduct code or, or legal action, but they're impacted by this. Yeah, I mean it can be really hard for you, uh, like on your um, your moods, your personality, on just basically your overall self. If you are sexually assaulted, I mean things won't make sense. There will be a lot of twisted and backwards views yeah. on life, and everything will just seem really kind of dark and gothic well i don't mean like sexual. no I no mean like, but just but yeah. it, i've never met anybody that was that it was sexually assaulted that didn't have just huge impact on how they saw the world and how they felt about things i think i mean you well it sounds dramatic how you yeah. described it there's a real truth to that because people are just hugely impacted by this and it is devastating and that's part of the reason that there's such an emphasis my office is designed to handle sexual assaults once they've happened and it just so people aren't familiar my, my office the university counseling services is a, a confidential place to come talk so if you don't want to report to the police you're not sure of this you're not sure you want to go to conduct court uh, conduct code and go through the judicial process on campus uh, we are a place that is incredibly safe that we don't have to report anything if you come to our office it stays in our office um, and we will help you decide if you want to go forward with anything um, but but our office is designed to handle after it occurs and part of the reason i wanted to talk about this today and i feel it's an awkward first podcast right. for <laughs> us here um, but really it's it's a spot where how do we prevent this from happening so this doesn't get to my office because it, because even if they come to my office and we do make things and we do everything right and people they go to the judicial they go to legal and all this is done I've never seen anybody that was sexually assaulted that was happy about the outcome yeah I mean you know the outcome it, it you know it's I we use an expression in my office of saying it's good it went out the window now we're looking for the least mm-hmm. crappy thing we can do and after you've been sexually assaulted you're down to least crappy yeah. um, so that's a big impact. You're right. It, it is devastating for all involved and friends involved. That, that if you're, I also if you're a guy and you're and you're dating somebody and this occurs to them at any level, it's traumatic. It's really mm-hmm. hard to work through as a relationship. It's hard to you know if someone doesn't trust anybody anymore. They don't. I don't want this to happen again. They're. It's devastating at so many levels. I mean, it's it's hard on you know the, both people that are involved because I mean. People can honestly do it as as a mistake. I mean, yeah. it's not that rare for it just to be a mistake on both parties, and it's. I mean, you can just regret something so much, yeah. but there's only so much you can do about it. I mean, you can po- apologize and apologize, but apologies only get so far. It doesn't change the fact that it already happened, and you can't change the past. And this is where you know, and I, we're going to worry about a little bit into the podcast here, but it, I didn't think about this other issue in terms of that. My office also sees um, a lot of the guys that, by conduct code, have been found to be in violation of the sexual assault component of it. And we get to talk to the guys, and you hit direct. 
the almost there's always the exception, but most of the guys were just like I. I didn't think I was doing wrong. I didn't see the signals. I was unaware. I feel horrible. If I could go back and change anything, I would. But is that once that moment in time occurs, you're you're dead on right. Mm-hmm. You, you, there's a point where the window. It doesn't matter what you felt or what you want to say. You apologize. You know, I'm sorry doesn't go very far when this occurs. And that for everybody involved, there are, there are really in a bizarre sense. It sounds horrible. There's obviously one very clearly identifiable victim. But I've seen the other side where. Not the guys realize what they've done was probably inappropriate, but they just feel horrible about what mm-hmm. occurred. And, and and I've gotten to know a lot of them, and they're decent human beings that truly did not abide by the, the, the clues that were going on at that point in time. And luckily, most of these are, weren't horrible sexual assault type of things. Right. They were just, you know, you know, not that... Yeah, there's no there's it's such an odd topic to talk about because there's not someone being groped is just as horrible as being sexually penetrated. Right. It, it depends on where you're coming from and your perspective. But they were luckily, you know, they're and, and they're decent human beings. And I think they've changed dramatically because of the occurrence. But I think they would have rather have learned this long before having to go through the judicial part and all the sanctions and coming to counseling and the whole. Right. Part. So it's a weird topic to talk about yeah. at the end of that. It's, <laughs> but it's, it's a whole different variation. But it, but we do have both people because most people who are sexually assaulted on campus are sexually assaulted by our own students there's not a serial rapist in the community or things like that it just it's kind of a we have multiple levels of kind of yuck you know for every but for everybody involved in type of situation so i promise we're talking a lot more happier (laughs) things for these podcasts we have the counseling center and everything else like that but um kind of wrapping it up here i want to thank eric for for venturing into the first one i promise we'll (laughs) pick a better topic for this next time um but this is about sexual assault if you ever have any uh, questions about this my office um women's resource center on campus is a fantastic facility um in terms of helping people out with these type of issues too uh if you want to talk to the judicial uh dr david hall Hoffman in the Student Affairs Office handles this. Uh, if ever legal stuff, um, all the people over at Department of Public Safety are wonderful in helping out with this also. A lot of people are involved. My office, University Counseling Services, the way to reach us is 660-785-4014 or UCS at truman.edu uh, for email or look up our website, which is ucs.truman.edu. And we'll have more and more podcasts. If this is something you're interested in, let us know. I mean, Eric will be searching for topics on a weekly basis. Right. So if you have anything along those lines, please be in contact with us. But thank you for tu- uh, tuning in, and uh, we will talk with you next week. Yes, thank you.